Hello everyone, welcome to the monologue. Um, I did some digging, and yes, it is Psych Pico. P-I-C-O-T. Now, that, as I said in the last video, I was, I was telling y'all I wasn't quite sure. I was going to look it up, do a little research onto it. And so I did. And it was a, an agreement that happened in a 1916. And the whole premise of it was a secret treaty between the United Kingdom and France with the ascension from the Russian Empire and the Kingdom of Italy to define a mutually agreed spirit of influence and control in the eventual partitioning of the Ottoman Empire after World War I. Now, when that happened, the Ottoman Empire didn't officially collapse until... Really, 1922. I said 1924, but that was because there was 1924 is when uh, the guy, the head guy or whatever, finally acknowledged it. But before that time, you know, the Ottoman Empire ruled for 500 years or whatever when they took Constantinople in 1453. And before that, it was a series of other empires that ruled it, all of them Islamic. In fact, Islamic, if you actually looked into the history of it, has terrorized pretty much the entire world since its conception in uh, 600 AD, in the 7th century. And so, it's kind of disturbing. And I don't know if y'all noticed that my energy level is kind of different today. I'm actually trying to pull back from yelling into the microphone, yelling, you know, trying to pull back that energy because if I let it go, it's kind of destructive. It's kind of like, oh, I don't know, um, the stuff going on in Ukraine and Russia, kind of that stuff. Now, I did talk a little bit about that last time, the military-industrial complex, which brings me to this question. Why did Russia want to invade Ukraine? I mean, if you really get to it, if you really think about it, when the Soviet Union ruled, the, Russia had access to the sea via the Baltic states and uh, via the Black Sea and the Mediterranean. It lost all of that as soon as it collapsed. And Ukraine gave, you know, is kind of the gateway, if you will, to the Mediterranean, to the Black Sea. And so that was kind of the, re the reasoning behind Crimea back in 2014, which happened because uh, uh, Barack Obama did nothing. And then um, now we fast forward, you know, had the Americans declared a no-fly zone before Russia ever bothered attacking, there's a good chance we would not be messing with any of this. But because we didn't, because we refused to do so, now we're stuck with it. And we've got basically just money going down a sinkhole. Now, I've been told that the, the Ukrainian people, they are now beyond desiring peace. They, they would rather just kick ass and kick names. They don't want to, they don't care anymore. Um, which tells me something. It, you know, I've heard that people today, you know, they, they had a Secretary of Defense formerly former Secretary of Defense a couple of days ago, say that you Ukrainian people could literally fight, can, they will continue fighting even if the United States does not fund them. 
And I'm like, you just made the case for us not to fund them. You know that, right? Why are we sending money if they can actually handle this themselves? Why are we sending arms if they can handle this themselves? They know how to handle this. Now, what troubles me is this guy Zelensky. He's a comedian. So surely he knows how to be a, a comic. But here's the troubling problem I see with him. He just said that if the United States pulls support for Ukraine, uh, the United States would not only cease being a global influencer or a global power or whatever have you, but then it, we will lose the global leadership is what he said. But then he goes on to tip the hat even further and then says if the Ukrainian loses, the Rus Russia will go into the Baltic State. Remember, the NATO member state and the U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters to war and they will be dying. They're already pushing to drag us into the freaking war. Look, it's very easy. Right now, those three NATO, those three little countries, Latvia, Estonia, most people won't go, I'm not going to send my kids for that shit. <laughs> and my government, I don't think would either. Now, granted, the Democrats love uh, having um, the meat grinder. They do love that. And, but the issue I find is that even though it's the meat grinder for the kids, I like to believe that they are a little bit better. And maybe that's giving them too much credit because they're guys, they're actually talking about what's called neo-gender, which actually apparently is limitless gender, which makes no freaking, no freaking sense whatsoever. In fact, we need to just get rid of the whole idea of gender and just of, you know, and go back to man, woman, keep it simple. Keep it simple. The kiss principle. Keep it principle stupid. <laughs> Actually, the keep it simple stupid. And leave it at that. And um, what troubles me is that they want to push these, this, this narrative that if the U.S. stops supporting Ukraine, then that means Russia will roll into NATO. Russia's not stupid. NATO by herself could kick Russia's ass. Russia is not stupid. But in order to be a powerhouse, in order to have some legitimacy as a former superpower, Russia has to have access to the sea network. And most of the time, if you actually look at a map of the Russian, uh, their upper territories are usually frozen over. They can't get out. So the only way is to go down through the Bosporus or go through the Black Sea, through Sepapul, which is what was formerly uh, in Russia, um, in order to have access, because they need the warmer waters to get their ships out. Without access to the waters, Russia cannot claim itself a superpower. It cannot do that. So NATO, in a way, has tried to create this encirclement around Russia. Now, Russia and Vladimir Putin figured this out. 
He didn't want NATO being directly on the border. He figured it out. He realized what they were doing. They were trying to encircle Russia so that one day Russia would wake up and the whole European stuff would all be at his doorstep and he could do nothing about it. In 1995, Russia actually volunteered to join NATO out of all the people. The United States said no. And the reason is very simple. They wanted the military-industrial complex. As I said before, why are we spending so much money overseas? Well, because it keeps the war machine of the United States going. After World War II, the United States had so much surplus, they actually started blowing up their own ships with nukes just to test the destructiveness. They had nothing else to go on. They, they were trying to find money, and they didn't have to find money. They were enjoying the massive influx of money, and they wanted to keep it going. You know, war good for business kind of deal. So when Zelensky comes out and threatens the United States, threatens the, um, because we've already given them 24, almost $25 billion in just the security assistance since the start of the Biden administration, and I'm pretty sure we gave them a lot more in arms than that, um, but we're aware that, you know, if we keep going in this direction, Russia will go nuclear on Ukraine. Russia can do that. Ukraine cannot retaliate with nukes. So, and everybody said, well, Russia would be shooting itself in the foot. Actually, they wouldn't if they're using tactical yields. The United, most people don't realize that. Russia would not be shooting itself if it uses air detonation of tactical yield nukes. It would not shoot itself in the foot. That should give everybody a pause. Because I, I and what I mean by tactical yield, I mean anything that, below 50 kilotons is capable an airburst, not surfaced, airburst. When you use airburst technology, the a level of radiation goes way down. All you have to do is make sure it's detonated at the optimum altitude to make sure that you don't suck up so much um I think I just bit my tongue. You, mm, you suck up so much dirt that you cause the fallout. But if you airburst high enough, none of that happens. Not any of it. So when he's talking about, well, you know, you could trust me, if the United States hasn't been pouring in money, this probably would already be over. But everybody, but the Secretary of Defense that I was listening to, said, well, no, the Ukrainians would just go old school. Okay. You've just, once again, you're making the case that we don't need to be involved. Let's stop being involved with it. Well, if the Russians are going to march all over NATO. No, they're not. Russians are not stupid. If Vladimir Putin were to do that, he would be disposed of by the Russians. The Russian people are already getting fed up with the Ukraine-Russian war. How much longer do you think they're going to tolerate this? Now, having said all this, I mean, having said that, you know, this is all part about funding the military machine in the United States, 
It's all about NATO and everything. What about the other side of the coin? I mean, if you really get to the other side of the coin, the other side of the coin is very simple. It is this idea that, hey, I got these people encroaching on me. I need to do something drastic to get them to back off. If Ukraine were good, and here's the thing. Ukraine, for a while, was 50-50 on the whole idea of NATO. They really were. 50% wanted to go west, 50% wanted to stay with Russia. Here's the thing, and this is economics for you. If the Ukraine sided with NATO and joined the European Union, their level of, of living standard would go through the roof. The Russians offered them another deal, a federal trade deal, and it wasn't that lucrative. It wasn't that nice. It didn't offer as much. So Ukraine kind of turned them down and turned to, towards the West, which it could start funneling food and everything to the West, which Europe would gladly gobble up. Um, now, here's the other issue I also find it interesting. Zelensky also rules out the possibility of peace talks with Vladimir Putin. And... I, I'm actually stunned. I'm like, so you don't want peace. This is a tip for tap. This is the, the only way this is going to end is the defeat of one or the other. And World War Three, um, you know, is what Ukraine may be actually gunning for. Russia, on the other hand, says it can't lose the war, but it has to save face. It has to save the face the face that it has, says, you know, so it doesn't get invaded by its neighbors and it really has a big war on its hands. Um, but it can't lose the war in Ukraine either. So, Russia may be tempted to use nukes. Zelensky, on the other hand, say, hey, we don't give a shit. We're just going to take Russia. You just sided with a guy whom... You know, Russia was provoked into invading Ukraine. You're just now siding with a guy who says, hey, I don't want peace. Instead, he's going to have a meeting with Xi Jinping of China. Because why not? Here's the thing with that. What is he hoping to accomplish with China? The more I think about it, if we don't, if America doesn't pull out, if NATO doesn't stop funding the Ukrainian war machine, it will wake up and find itself in World War III. Guaranteed. As I said before, Russia doesn't have to use its strategic arsenal. It can just use tactical. And it has a whole lot more tactical weapons than the United States does. The United States went strategic, Russia went tactical. That means Russia has a lot more theater nukes that it can use and deploy on the battlefield, and it won't really cause a big blowback on Russia. <laughs> they don't tell you that. You know, because silence is golden. I'm pretty sure that's the case, right? But Zelensky's one thing. But what I have to shift my gaze from Zelensky and his threat to the United States 
He's threatening the United States by saying, you're not going to be the global leader no more if you don't fund us. Wait a minute. I remember there was a man named Joe Biden, get this, who threatened Zelensky, saying, well, you're, you're not going to get your billion dollars if we don't do what we tell you to do. Now Zelensky's saying, hey, America, you ain't going to be nothing if you don't support us. I don't know, there's a tit-for-tat going on here. Maybe Zelensky's getting a little uh, revenge on Joe Biden for him threatening him. I don't know. But let's shift our gaze from Ukraine and start focusing more at home because there's a lot more shit going on here at home that I think needs to be addressed than Zelenskyism and all that other garbage that's going on over there with Carl Schwab and his demonic takeover of the EU and the World Health, uh, World Economic Forum, and Zelensky's, we're going to have World War III, it's going to be fun. Whatever. The one thing that I'm going to talk about is a 270-pound uh, teenager pummels the crap out of a female teacher aide, knocking her unconscious, for taking away his Nintendo Switch. Look, I remember going to high school, had a cell phone, and if you, use, if you used a cell phone in class, it was taken away. I cannot envision a time where you could beat the shit out of your teachers. I just can't. Why would it, and as a Texan, this shit wouldn't fly. I would have grabbed it, you know, you wouldn't, you would have the male come in and say, what happened here? You? Get him. And then teach him some old school stuff as we hand him over half-bloodied to the police. And they say, what happened to him? He fell down the stairs. And that's what literally would have happened. We would have grabbed him and found some high stairs and threw him down just to see what he would do. And we bony broke every bloody face, you know. But that was just pure tossing him down the stairs. But... I did, you know, I have a hard time wrapping my head because my wife is a teacher, or was. Um, it, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, but when I read stories like this, where teenagers are allowed to beat the beat people into unconsciousness because of a Nintendo Switch. That tells me everything I need to know. That is that you need to have more police. You need to have, teachers need to have, comp I can't believe I'm even saying this. I'm stunned that I'm actually going to say this. Teachers need to have martial arts or self-defense training courses. They need to be armed so they can fight the shooters that come on school campus will say, if we, here comes the Democrat, oh, well, we just get rid of the guns, there's no more mass shooting. Right, instead you have Democrats that run around beating the shit out of your teachers. Because I tell you right now, no respectful Republican, no, and, you know, I, I'm actually not going to even attribute it to party anymore. 
I'm just going to simply say no respectable human being would beat the hell out of another person who's supposed to be ed your educator for taking your Nintendo Switch because she wants your full attention. No respectful human, human being would do that. Only a thug, only a piece of garbage, only a piece of trash, only a some you know an evil individual would do that. Would beat the crap out of an a uh, somebody that's half your size who just took your Nintendo Switch only because she wants your undivided attention so that she can educate you. If you have a problem with that, do not show up at school anymore. Well, it's compulsory education. Then you have created this monstrosity yourself. Biden and you, Department of Education. The only way this is going to work is if we start either educating the teachers and making them proficient at fighting, or, and we dock them up we back them up. That's very big. Right now, everybody wants to sue everybody. I'm pretty sure the parents of this 270-pound fat guy uh, is going to sue the school, I don't know, for harming the... Uh, you know what? I couldn't even come up with a, a, a good uh, reason to sue the school in this case. If anything, the school should sue the parents for teaching this fat ass how to beat the shit and letting, you know what, better yet, just send his ass to prison. Let him have a six-year stint in, in, in sing, uh, sing Sing or whatever the hell. I mean, I don't even know where this place, where is it? Sorry, we had some camera problems here, um, but we're going to get back into it. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out where it came from and get this. It came from, and believe it or not, from a six-foot-six. 270 pound man who's 17 years old. He's one year away from being a full on adult. Now, he's been charged with assault and battery and all that jazz. Great. Um, I got a few questions to ask in that regard. Um, they, you know, they're saying that he took no words why she took her Nintendo Switch away. I'm pretty sure he took it away because he was fucking using it in class. Now, Here's something that people aren't going to say because they don't want to step on too many toes, but I don't mind stepping on them. It's an African-American beating the crap out of a uh, Hispanic girl. A little Hispanic girl. I kid you not, I'm looking at the photo of her. She can't be not, not more than maybe seven, uh, five foot, maybe five foot Seven, maybe, well, no, not even that. Maybe five foot three. Five foot three and 120 pounds. He's fighting a woman half his size. And nobody stepped in to help her. They were, now, she was transported to the hospital with severe injuries. Hopefully, she lives. Uh, the student, however, is going to be charged with felony, aggravated battery with bodily harm. I don't think that's, that's hard enough. I think it needs to go even higher. But that's me. And it's a very it's a very tragic thing. Now, that's just one of the stories that are coming out on this end of the sea. Or this side of the pond. Here's another story that you don't hear about. A man named... Uh, I call him a man because he has balls of steel. Uh, 
to do this. I couldn't do this. But he's doing this. And I gotta tip my hat to him. Okay? The man, the person's name is Knock Zach. A weird name. Knock. K-N-O-X. And Zach, as it sounds like. Or Zach. Um, he's an 11-year-old boy. He likes comic books. The librarian of his middle school library suggested a graphic novel called Nick and Charlie. Okay. The, um, Nick and Charlie. Uh, LBGTQANIP alphabet people? Is that, what that, what, is that what we're going for here? Anyway, he took it, the book out, and to his surprise, it wasn't about superheroes or intergalactic space exploration as we all grew up with. No, it was about two dudes fucking. Dick or... Tell me, is this a dick or a dildo? You can look that shit up on YouTube, by the way. That's still available. Anyway, he read... He, this is why I tip my hat to him. I could not do this. But he decided to take this to his local school board. And he reads it to them. Uh, it's a book available at his middle school library. So he took it to a, a sixth grader, spoke up at the local school board meeting last week, and read out loud illustrated romance for teenagers, Nick and Charlie, that he had checked out. And it's all about anal sex and all that, that disgusting nastiness. Uh, it's about, uh, oh, it, it begins with the boy stealing... Two uh, stealing wine from their parents. And what troubles me, they come from the Department of Education. Any book that ends up in school has to be vetted by the department. That means they're allowing it. And that's happening, uh, well, where is this happening? Maine. Maine. Okay, granted. Maine is real next close to Canada where they do all that every day. But, seriously, you this is not only inappropriate content, but the educational, what's the educational factor? It's okay to steal and it's okay to do each other in the ass. That's the education that they're getting with Nick and Charlie. I, I haven't, you know, you can't, this, in fact, when you read it, and when it, it basically reads like a poorly written penthouse form letter. And it's very, it, it, it's not about phobia, homophobia, transphobia. It's not about that. It's between right and wrong. Between what's okay and what isn't. It starts off with stealing. Stealing is not okay. The moment you do it, you go to jail. And if you, well, then just defund the police then you know what? I have a right to take my gun and shoot you when you try to take my stuff. It's simple. You get rid of the police, there's nothing to stop us from turning on you and kicking your ass. Literally, there's nothing. If you remove the police, and this is why the left want to defund the police, they think they'll have their utopia. They can steal, rent, raise, uh, engage in the protection racket that the mob used to do and all that. And the American people are starting to say, wait a minute, maybe I should arm myself against these nutcases. Guess what? The only thing standing between the nuts, cases, 
and the law-abiding gun owners is the police. That's all that's staying in the way. You defund the police, and it's open season. Kind of honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. That would actually might be a benefit, and more I think about it. Anyway, my little fantasy here, um, war fantasy. Now, <laughs> let's, like I said, we got a couple other stories that are very tragic, and this is kind of, um, this is a very sad story that I'm going to read, because I, I, I'm a dog lover. I'm also a cat lover, so when I hear that pit bulls, pit bulls are very uh, nice dogs, but there is something bred in them. I know this. And it may be because of years and years of being used in dogfighting. But they have an overdeveloped sense of territory, overdeveloped sense of aggression. And um, so when you hear this, firefighters are forced to fight off pit bulls with pickaxes after the pit bull killed an elderly man and then mauled other people. This happened in San Antonio. This happened somewhere where I used to live. Um, so, at the fact that I kind of, just looking at the picture, I kind of know where this took place. So, it's very sad that the, the dog owner was arrested uh, after the elderly man was murdered or killed and then three others were brutally injured. Firefighters, not police officers, firefighters are forced to fight uh, and subdue this dog that's gone ramp uh, rampant. Most people don't realize this, but dogs are not just domesticated animals. They do have a wild side to them. It's why you see the pack hunters. If you've ever uh, been out in the country, occasionally you will find a pack roaming. And when one dog goes, they all go. They, they tend to follow, they have a herd instinct that's much like cattle, but if one dog attacks, so do the others. And there are certain dogs that have violent tendencies or they're inbred with violent tendencies. This is why I said pit bulls are one of those. They're very loving dogs. I knew a pit, I had, uh, my uncle had a pit bull and her name was Carla. She was a, she had a, a mean, mean bark. Enough to scare the heck out of anybody. He comes running up and it's a growling bark. But then you just put your hand down. And she, if, now if she likes you, she's not going to nip at you. But if she doesn't like you, she's going to let you know. And so I would oftentimes, without, without thinking, open the door. And Carla would come running right up and immediately let you know this is her territory. Now... Because I'm so used to it, I've already dismissed it. There was a couple times where I almost got bit by Carla because I would go on with this mentality. I even told my uncle about it. And he helped kind of subdue the situation over time. But Carla still is a dog. It's still a domesticated, a wild animal that's been domesticated over thousands of years. But her breed specifically has been used in dogfighting for quite some time now. So they keep more the wild side than, say, oh, I don't know, a Even Now, Sitsu can be a little vicious little shit, too. Um, I'm trying to think of other dogs that have a good, ten, uh, good reputation. A Labrador, for example. Not a Golden Retriever, but a Labrador. 
The Labradors are very nice. The, the temperament is very gentle. And they don't really, they're not really into fighters. Whereby pit bulls, they have a gentle temperament, but they can turn nasty if they need to. And once again, that, you know, it's a very sad thing that this happens, that firefighters are forced to kill these dogs. But it does happen. Now, the other thing I've got to talk about is, you know how I've just, I just discussed the whole comic book thing with Nick and Charlie dicking each other in the butt? There's, it, it gets so much worse. I'm, I'm sorry to say this. But Kansas, thank you, you guys made the headline news by passing a bill to define a woman as a biological female for all legal purposes. Uh, and zero Democrats vote in favor of this. But here's what's disturbing to me. I just got told, and this was like a week ago, I think, just got told that you were not supposed to call them women anymore, but egg-producing individuals. Egg-producing individuals. What, what are they, a fucking chicken? My chicken produces eggs, and I can't eat them because I'm allergic. But... My chicken produces eggs. They're egg producers. A woman is not an egg producer. That makes no freaking sense. So what, do we gonna, what are we going to call the man then? Sperm producer? Semen producer? I, he, he just produces milk. No, wait a minute. You can see how degenerate this is getting. How perverted it is getting. If you're having... Homosexual comic books in middle school, and now you also have suggestion that we get rid of the, the use of the word woman entirely. That we have to pass actual bills to say, no, you, you're going to call a woman a woman. They are biologically female, they have the ability to produce uh, eggs in the ovaries that travel down these tubes and sit there waiting for something to happen. That means, man, you take responsibility here. That means you don't open your legs for everybody. That way you don't have to have an abortion. But it, that is so crazy to me that we're having to pass bills just so that people like this sad person, <laughs> I get you not, end up uh, getting fired or suspended. A woman in Los... Uh, no, sorry. A Los Angeles attorney has been suspended for misgendering and dead naming a convicted child molester who identified as a transgender woman. Just so you know that the person in question, uh, Jane Tubb, is a convicted child molester of little girls. Now he goes by the name Hannah and wants to go to what? A woman's facility. Why? So we can continue doing the same thing. Beating the shit out of women and screwing them out of his leisure. <coughs> and that is... It, it, it's, it's so diabolical. The reason that we never put women in, women in prison with the men was because the men would just make them their bitch. <laughs> it's basically what it was. And I don't use proper language that most people would use. 
because I'm trying to impact emotionally people who listen to this stuff. Now, they're talking about how you you know you're transgendering. Well, here's something interesting. That's not the only place that that has happened. That happened in Scotland too. And the woman who came out and and revealed it, get this, not only lost her job, but even said he wants to go to a woman's prison so he can have any partner he wants. He just goes and rapes one after the other. And that is a rapist who's now saying, I'm a woman. Okay, dude, you just raped two women. You're not a woman. You have a penis. You beat the hell out of women for a living. You know, but they're not going to say that. In fact, the woman who tried to say that lost her job in Scotland. That's in the EU somewhere. Um, I thought they actually were better than that. Apparently not. They all wear kilts. Or, no, wait, that's a skirt, isn't it? I don't know. But it, that stuff like that that's bothering the heck out of me. We have to pass laws to say a, man, a woman is is a woman, we have to, uh, oh, well, if you're in a Democrat-controlled health state, um, then you can lose your job, you can be suspended for misgendering or whatever bullshit they come up with. All the meanwhile, you can give children smut, sexual material, that are degenerated and basically cheap, sick stuff to kids. I'm sorry, but this, this is starting to turn into a bloody nightmare. And the only thing stopping that from happening is the police. And when you defund the police, I guarantee you the right, the right, not the alt-right or anything. I'm talking about 70 million people are going to say, all right, now that they're out of the way, let's get down to business. And they're going to take care of business. And they're going to take care of business very effectively. The sheriff will take care of business very effectively. When you have sheriffs who come out, and I quote, and I kid you not, I have been told this by one, shoot the people and bury their corpses. And don't tell anyone. I'm like, what? So I kid you not. <laughs> that I have heard from a sheriff. Own mouth. Because he said, we are so thin. We are so thin. We can't protect you anymore. Think about that. We have been thinned out. And trashed. And beaten down. And busted down. By the government. And the people that they they say, we can't protect you anymore. The only thing that we can do is tell you to exercise your constitutional right. And then we'll protect you that way. But we can't, we can't answer your phone call. You call us. We, can, we may be there in 30 minutes. But he said, all in all, you see somebody trespassing on your property. You don't ask questions. Shoot them and bury them. Because we cannot stop them anymore. And just so you know, I live on a border state. So I, so you have illegal crossing the border all the time. 
And um, thankfully, I've never encountered one. But my friends have. And they actually had, I mean, it was weird having to stay up all night at my friend's place, armed with a rifle, because he couldn't sleep. He had lost the ability to sleep since somebody had broken into his ranch, rammed down his gate with a truck, with a band full of illegals, and they disappeared into his ranch. And he didn't know where they went. He couldn't find them. The border, and they called the sheriff, they called the border, and they couldn't do anything about it. And the only advice he got was, shoot and bury. That was it. That's what I fear, I fear is coming. I fear that it's coming. That would be the opening of the second American Civil War. Now, now, I am kind of, as I recorded earlier in some of my other segments, I am for national divorce. I believe that national divorce would be a peaceful separation and give us a chance Yes, we're going to lose half the free world. But if we do nothing, the entire United States ends up like California or worse. I would, you know what, in my mind, the whole country of the United States being California is the worst possible outcome. It is more devastating and more and worse than, say, civil war. I would choose civil war willingly over California. Over Southern California, in the nightmare gate that is L.A. and San Francisco, they would want to do that across the entire United States. Super high taxes, everything priced out of your range, and you will be happy. Sound familiar? Carl Schwabby? That's what it sounds like, Schwabby Wabby. Saying you're going to be happy because you're going to own nothing. That's what California is shooting for right now. They will own nothing and be happy. Why? Because everybody's going to be freaking homeless and starving to death because they can't buy food. Because nobody can work and get a job that makes the bills. Don't worry, we'll have automation for everybody. That doesn't work. Ladies and gentlemen, it's simple. We have to stop worrying about stupid Ukraine and Russia. They keep your focus over there so you can't see the bullshit that's happening here. Start focusing on what's happening here. Then, then maybe we can start dealing with the shit over there. That's what we need to do. Anyway, I hope you guys did enjoy this. If you did, hit the like button. If you're new to the channel, subscribe. Uh, in the meantime... Good evening, God bless, good night.